Welcome to Sheepdog Nation podcast, the only place on the internet where law enforcement and their families can come to be understood, supported, and stood up for. Here's your host, the always entertaining, down-to-earth, yet-in-your-face truth speaker and Leo herself, Autumn Schmidt. What is up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another podcast of Sheepdog Nation with your host, me, Autumn Schmidt. I'm really excited to have you here today. We have a kick-ass interview we are interviewing one of my favorite Instagram cops. She's a cops cop like myself. I love it. Um, I know that if you are in the jujitsu realm um, and you are a cop, then you've definitely heard of her. You've seen her online. We are going to be chatting with um, Ashley Smashley. Wait, that's her. That's her Instagram. That's how we know her. She's a badass. She, I think. I think Ashley. I think I saw you weigh in at like what one hundred three. 105, yeah. Okay, so she's a peanut, but I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't <laughs> fuck with her. And so I'm wicked excited to have her here. And we're going to probably drill into your head why you need to be training jujitsu, why you need to, you know, get your shit together and know how to defend yourself, um, especially when you're out on the streets. Welcome, Ashley. We're really excited to have you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So can you tell, tell us a little bit about yourself? Because there's probably people here who may not have heard of you before. So, um, my name's Ashley. Um, I was a police officer in St. Louis, Missouri for eight years. And then this, la- this past August, I moved to San Diego, California, where I am now a police officer as well. Um, I also am a, I am a professional mixed martial arts fighter. Um, I've been fighting MMA and doing jiu-jitsu for about 12 years, so longer than I've been a cop. That's that's fucking awesome. I love that. Ashley, tell us, we're going to talk all about, like, don't worry, Sheepdog Nation. I'm going to ask her all the questions that you're thinking of off the top of your head. But Ashley, tell us a little bit about, like, you you know, your transition. So you were a cop and um, you said St. Louis. So tell us, like, a little bit about that. And then will you tell us about the transition and, like, tell us like, what you're dealing with? Yeah, so, you know, St. Louis, Missouri, um, <clears throat> I patrolled a a part of St. Louis that was called North County. Um, So if you're familiar with St. Louis, it's definitely busy. Um, It's pretty much like the ghetto of St. Louis. Um, A lot of violent crime, unfortunately. Um, A lot of gang violence. Uh, So I was busy on patrol. And then my last uh, four years in St. Louis, I was actually in the drug unit. So again, dealing with like a lot of gang violence because, um, you know, where drugs are, it's where the gangs are. And, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then I um, decided to move to California because that's where my family is. So um, I got my California post and was able to lateral over to San Diego, where I am now a police officer. And, you know, I was coming into San Diego. I was like, oh, I've been a cop for eight years. Like, you know, Mm-hmm. I'm sure like I'll stuff to learn, but I'm sure it's pretty much be uh, the same. And like, I was completely wrong. Like everything's just so different, like laws and um, codes and um, tactics, everything's different. So I've almost had to like relearn everything. I'm still like every day on patrol in San Diego, like learning something new where I'm like, oh, like that's, we wouldn't do that in Missouri, but okay, I guess that's what we do out here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely and now what about the weather is it warmer out there oh man it's beautiful like 
it's like in the 70s here and all my friends in st louis like are posting pictures of the snow and it's mm. like 17 degrees and i'm like yeah i definitely don't miss that <laughs> yeah fucking patrol in those kind of weathers that that sucks doesn't it oh yeah it's terrible yeah it is i know <laughs> I, I i patrol up in maine and let me tell you something i think today we're at like seven degrees and and that oh man that, yeah that's like that's like when you post like a like a like i saw a police department post today like hey criminals take today off it's too cold for <laughs> it's too cold for us to come out like we're not we're not coming out so <laughs> yeah gotta take the day off uh but it, that's it's pretty funny so san diego, san diego was warm so what made you want to go out there my family lives in California, so my, my parents and my sister, so I wanted to be close to them. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Good for you. So when did you – tell us a little bit about, like, I want to hear about your, you know, your, your fighting career. Like, how did you get into it? When did you get into it? Tell me all about that. Um, I grew up playing soccer and doing Taekwondo from, like, five to, like, I don't know, probably, like, 18, 19. And mm-hmm. I always wanted to fight even when I was younger, but my parents didn't want me to do like kickboxing or wrestling. So they were afraid I was going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. So I just stuck with soccer and Taekwondo. And uh, finally my freshman year of college, I was like, well, they can't stop me anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, actually uh, I think it was actually my sophomore year of college. Well, my freshman year of college, I started training MMA and jujitsu and I just fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. So then my sophomore year of college, I dropped my soccer scholarship and I stopped doing Taekwondo and I was just a full-time student that trained jujitsu and MMA every day. No shit. Yeah. How'd everyone take that? Um, my parents at first, they were just worried. They didn't want me to get hurt. And, you know, but they were still supportive because they saw it made me happy. And um, they definitely, I had my first MMA, sorry, MMA fight like two years into my training. Mm-hmm. And they were like freaking out. Like, you know, of course, I, I'm sure like, most parents would like your daughter's about to get punched in the face. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure I put them through a lot of stress. So they're freaking out, but now they're like my biggest fans. Like they absolutely love it. They go to all my fights and they're always cheering for me. I love that. That's awesome. Okay. So you, you really got into jujitsu when you were in college. Now, did you go to college to become a cop or how did you become a cop? Yeah. So I, um, I got my bachelor's degree, um, in St. Louis, Missouri. And, um, I knew I wanted to be a police officer ever since like I was younger, probably like 10 or 11. So I got my degree in criminal justice and uh, like a month after graduating, um, I went to into the police academy. No shit. So tell me about how you, I know the answer to this, but I still want to hear it anyways. Tell me about how like you training jujitsu, how that being, you know, you're being a female and you know, you're a little female. Don't take it the wrong way, but you know what I mean? And um, you know, how did that help you? Oh man, it's helped me uh, immensely. Um, you know, not only on the street has it helped me, but it's helped me within the police departments I've worked for, you know, kind of just to get more respect. Um, mm. You know, unfortunately, I do think as as women in this profession, we have more to prove. It just, mm-hmm. it, that's just the way it is, you know, it's more of a man's job. Mm-hmm. So if you can go out there and prove, like, you can take care of yourself no matter what your size is, you know, it just looks better in, you know, your supervisor's eyes and your coworkers' eyes. But, um, you know, on the street, you know, I have had to use my knowledge to help in certain situations throughout my career. And, 
you know, I know that like, if I didn't have knowledge in jujitsu or MMA, like, you know, I don't know what would have happened in certain situations if I would have been able to, to make it out, you know, injury free or whatever the case was. Um, so, you know, it's a shame that, um, departments don't require, mm-hmm. you know, like quarterly or yearly training. Cause you know, every department you have to shoot your firearm, you know, every quarter or whatever it is, um, mm-hmm. every department's different, but we don't have required, you know, defensive tactics. So mm-hmm. hopefully mm-hmm. that will change in the future. Absolutely. I think, I think that's so right. And like sheep dog nation, a couple of things, like I just want to go over with you really quickly. So um, if you haven't yet, you need to go, even while you're listening, go look up um, Ashley on Instagram. It's Ashley Smashley MMA, right? Ash. Um, it's at Ashley Smashley. Yeah. Oh, okay. So just go look up Ashley Smashley and, um, and look at her profile. And so here's a couple of things I want to point out in one reason why I really, really respect you even, you know, you, cause you didn't know me prior to this, but even from afar, you know, being, you know, a fellow female cop, like what I really enjoy about you, Ashley, is that I look at you and you know what you're like, you just said, like, yeah, you weigh in at 105 pounds. So you're not a big girl, but you know what you got, you got your shit together, you know, and, and you're, and you're, you, to me, you look like you're a cop's cop. Like you're definitely just true to who you are. You're all about just, you know, you're wicked down to earth, but you know, you know what you're good at, you know who you are. And that is the kind of stuff that, you know, earns you respect on the road, especially from the men, you know? And, and I think that, you know, it's, you know, you're a kick-ass role model for a lot of these females wanting to come into law enforcement, because unfortunately what we see is sometimes they get on Instagram and, and, or any kind of social media, Facebook, whatever. And like, they see what they think is a female officer and it's really not. I mean, you can, you can look good and you can look and you can look the part, but it's really, can, you know, can you act the part? Can you actually be the part when shit hits the fan? Like, are you, are you throwing down? Are you, are you going to be a part of the problem or are you going to be able to solve the problem? And, and clearly, you know, you obviously help solve the problem because look at your training and like, look at what you're doing. So you know, sheepdog nation, like take, learn from that, especially the women. And it's not even just the women, men too. How many times have I talked about, and maybe you've seen this too, Ashley, I'm sure you have, like men can, if they don't have their shit together, they can get in our, they can get in the way too. And they can be part of the problem if they don't know how to defend themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when, when shots are getting fired or, you know, some bad stuff is going down, it could be the, the biggest buffest dude in the room you know, runs the other way, you know, you don't know, it's not about the size of the person, you know, it's their mentality. And, um, but unfortunately with this job, you know, your physical appearance is judged. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, people look at me and they're like, you know, this chick's tiny, like she's, you know, well, what is she going to do to help us Mm -hmm. if Mm -hmm. something goes down? So my MMA career, my jiu-jitsu career has, helped me you know throughout the years of gaining respect be like oh well even though she's tiny like she's willing to to get down and do whatever it takes to win the fight you know Mm -hmm. um unfortunately you know that's just the way our profession is you know you have to prove yourself and um you know for women you know it's just so important to to do jujitsu you know especially I, i mean it's important for everyone men need to do it too but you know i am tiny so if a guy tries to fight me on the street and he's, you know, 180 pounds, like 
I need to know, you know, what mm-hmm. to do to protect myself. Absolutely. You know, I'm half his size. Mm-hmm. And it's such a good point. And I just know there's going to be so many women that listen to this podcast and they're going to be like, damn, she's right. Shit. Now I need to go. I need to go work out. <laughs> I need to go train, <laughs> you know, but it's true. Cause you know, it, it just saved your ass. And like, would you say, Ashley, like it helped you like with your mindset too? Cause like, obviously, you know, we all like, I'm just going to be real. Like you're a cop, I'm a cop, like whatever. There's a bunch of cops listening. Like we all get scared. Like There's times in our career where we all are like, fuck, this is going to suck. Right. But like when you, when you have, you know, when you have this training, when you have this knowledge, this mindset, like, would you say that that helped you at all? Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially when you're in the, in the gym and you're doing jujitsu, you know, you're going to roll with men too. Mm-hmm. You don't only roll with women. So that gives you confidence of like, Oh, you know, if a, if a man's on top of me, like the, you know, this technique mm-hmm. will work for this size guy or, you know, cause you learn some techniques, uh, it will work for someone my size, but someone's bigger than me, it won't work. So you learn like what works for bigger people and what situations. And also for me, like I've noticed, you know, I've been a cop now for almost nine years. And I've noticed, when I get in use of force situations at work, I feel like everything is slowing down where Mm. like, it's almost like when it's happening, I'm able to see the full picture and it's almost like in slow motion. When I know several years ago when I was still new, like I got really bad tunnel vision Mm. and I just didn't see the full picture and everything happened so fast. So I wasn't making as good of, um, decisions in the moment and I, I credit a lot of that to my jiu-jitsu and my MMA training how I'm able to stay relaxed and and everything is just kind of slow motion so I can I know exactly what to do to keep myself safe keep my co-workers safe and handle the situation correctly that's gold like that's that's gold like being able to slow your mind down and shit like that and and exactly like what you said it's like because you've been there you've done it before you know you've been on bottom with a fucking 180 pound 200 pound guy like trying to beat the shit out of you you know obviously you know you're not going to die because you're rolling you're training but like it's like shit like okay i've been here i know i know what works like you said so yeah you know that that's excellent that's really good so ashley could you tell us um about like one of the most stressful situations you've ever been to pertaining to the job um probably overall you know and this isn't like a a one-time occurrence you know I when I patrolled St. Louis mm-hmm. um, where I patrolled bordered Ferguson so I was there for the Ferguson riots um, if people don't remember that was like uh, the very controversial shooting with Darren Wilson and Michael Brown mm-hmm. and there were really bad riots in St. Louis for several months and they were burning the city down and looting and I was on the front lines of that every single night I was one of the first officers to arrive on scene of that shooting. No shit. Uh, yeah, because where I patrolled, uh, at the time I was patrolling Delwood, and Delwood borders Ferguson, so I was like two traffic lights away when that call came out. Wow. Um, you know, just every night, you know, we were getting shot at, getting bottles thrown at us. It was just very, very scary and stressful time. It was very sad. It was very sad to see um, – the community like that and you know it was tough times for sure so like well tell yeah that that sounds like yep i mean it's it's definitely now it's kind of cool to be able to talk to you and get like get your take on it like what what did you do like what would you guys do and like all this stuff was happening 
Um, it was frustrating because, you know, the higher ups pretty much, I felt like our hands were tied behind our back. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of it was, you know, they didn't want to, the whole world was watching us. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that kind of kicked off like a lot of like the riots that happened in the future and like Baltimore and all the other stuff. So mm-hmm. we kind of just, every night we just lined up in a line and, and we were told to just stand down, stand down, stand down, no matter what was happening, you know, and it was scary. And, you know, there were times like we were getting shot at and there's like thousands and thousands of people and only like a couple hundred officers and it's dark out. So you don't know where the shots are coming from, who they're aiming at. So the mm-hmm. only thing you could do is just lie on the ground and just hope the bullet doesn't hit you. Damn. Um, I know two officers did get shot one of the nights when, uh, they were shooting, you know, as we're all lined up, you know, shoulder to shoulder, you know, you hear the shots popping off and, uh, two officers got hit one night, but luckily they survived their injuries. Wow. That's crazy stuff. You know, you don't really hear on the news, stuff like that, you know? No, they, the media was pretty bad during those times where they didn't want to cover, you know, cover the truth of what was happening out there every night. That's crazy. Well, I'm glad you're all right. Thank you. <laughs> um, so can you tell us, okay, so obviously that's like probably that was an extremely stressful situation all the way around the block. Like, what do you do? Like, what do you typically do to manage your stress as a cop? I mean, for me, you know, the gym, uh, training jujitsu and MMA, that's my stress relief. Um, that's always been my stress relief because, you know, like I said, I, I've been training for like 12 years. I've been a cop for <clears throat> almost nine. So I've been doing it longer than police work. So, um, you know, when I get done at work, I go straight to the gym and, you know, I train, um, I train six days a week. Uh, my days off, I train twice a day. Um, that's kind of like, it's my home away from home. Mm-hmm. And Ashley, do you do any like workouts? Like, what do you do to work out? If you don't mind me asking, or is it do you just do you just train? No, I I run and I lift weights as well. But like that's for like I do that for MMA, and that's just me personally because you know I'm a pro fighter, so I have to, you know, I like to stay strong and um, keep my cardio up mm-hmm. for training. But I mean, but that's also for police work. You know, you want to have good cardio. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I know a lot of officers lift weights and they run you know for work and for themselves when you know I kind of do it for a lot of different reasons um Mm -hmm. I know a lot of officers are like super into like lifting and like crossfit which I think is great you know anything you can do and stay in shape like you know that's awesome you have to be in shape um for this profession but you know it's definitely not enough you know you have to train some type of martial arts Mm -hmm. absolutely um now, can you tell us, like, has, like, how has it been being a cop, being, like, a pro fighter? Um, you know, both are stressful um, mm-hmm. jobs, and they're stressful in different ways, but they both complement each other. You know, my MMA career helps me with law enforcement, you know, to, you know, obviously for defensive tactics and cardio Mm -hmm. and just make me safer on the street and then you know police work helps me with mma just because you know it is stressful to get in the cage and you know this person's trying to hurt you you know and um 
you know, you have like several thousand people watching, but at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, there's a ref in there. Like, this isn't like a life or death situation. Like, you know, you encounter at work. It's just a fight at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I feel like police work helps me mentally for like my MMA career. Mm-hmm. I mean, vice versa. They both help me mentally in different ways. So, um, you know, I love both my professions and I can't imagine my life, you know, without either of them. I, I love doing both of them. Mm. Yep. That's a really good point. And now has anybody ever given you a bunch of shit? Because like, so sheep dog nation, if like, you don't know, like, you know, Ashley, she will like when she wins or like when she fights and stuff, like she definitely rocks the thin blue line flag, which is awesome. And like all of her gears, like typically always blue or, you know, she's got blue line beast or just something that just represents the fact that she's a cop, which is fucking awesome. So do you ever like, have you ever like found yourself like up against any shit for that or? Yeah, you know, I'll get people on social media that will like message me, you know, saying some pretty nasty things just because I'm a cop. You know, I never mm-hmm. respond. It's just not worth it. You know, no. just ignore it. And, you know, I know I'm very proud of what I do. And, you know, I always say like I use MMA to to honor all my brothers and sisters in blue and all those that gave the ultimate sacrifice. And that's honestly my biggest motivation to get in the cage is just because I'm in there to honor, you know, all those that, that have died for our, for our safety. So, um, you know, I do it for them. So I always like to, to represent and let everyone know like why I'm doing the sport. That's awesome, Ashley. That's, that's really, it's humbling. That's awesome. Um, so before, like, before we wrap this up, can you give us, do you have any advice to rookie cops? Anything that you'd like to say to them? Yeah, you know, the stressful job, you need a, a stress relief, you know, make sure it's a healthy one, whether it's reading or running. But I mean, obviously, I'm going to preach, you have to do martial arts, you know, you have to keep yourself safe, keep your coworkers safe and the citizens safe. And what they teach in the academy just isn't enough. You got to mm-hmm. keep training throughout your career because you know you're going to forget what you learned at the academy and you're going to get rusty and it's not you have to be have muscle memory and unfortunately most police departments you know they require you to shoot several times a year but they won't go over defensive tactics at all so it's on you and you know even though we have crazy schedules and we have families you have to make time for it whether it's you know even if it's once a week it's Mm -hmm. better than nothing you know join a jiu-jitsu gym you know, if you don't like jujitsu for whatever reason, you know, look in the Krav Maga, look in the boxing, do something. Do something. And I think, yeah, yeah, I think it's excellent advice. And I just think that's so important. Just do something, you know, like, because not everybody's going to love like jujitsu. Although I have to be just so fucking real with you guys. Like, if you don't love jujitsu and like, you're going to be a cop, like you better at least like it because you know, I don't know what your academy is like, Ashley, but I'm going to tell you about mine. And we trained and I fought and, <laughs> you know, you know, I rolled with guys and, um, you know, because of my background, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't give a shit. I was used to it. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But I saw some girls, I mean, girls were breaking down. We had guys who didn't know what the hell was going on. They couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag, you know, and it's like, you know, what the hell, you know? So that's my opinion. If you, if you don't uh, like jujitsu, I don't know what, what you're doing being coming yeah. a cop because you're going to be rolling on the ground uh, except it's life or death. <laughs> I always like, 
I like to YouTube like officers like use of force situations because I always like to like analyze and be like, okay, like what could have done better? What could that officer, you know, I don't want to like judge, but it's like if that was me, like mm-hmm. what could have maybe I have done differently or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like nine out of 10 times you end up on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like they always, you always end up on the ground. So you need to know how to fight on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. That, you know, and, and that's what my instructor said. Um, you know, he's like 90% of all fights end up on the ground. So, you know, you better get com- real comfortable down there, especially being a cop, because what's everyone do? No, I'm not going to jail. So I'm going to lay down on the ground and I'm going to put lay on top of my arms. <laughs> like that's, yeah. you know what I mean? That's, that's typically what I have found. And so, um, you know, and that's, and that's a stressful situation for somebody to, who doesn't know, you know, any arm bars, any, you know, pressure points, any maneuvering, like that, that is stressful for somebody, you know, and then, and then like, what happens when maybe you've seen this actually, like, I don't know if you have, but like, I know I have, like, you, you know, you're on the road, whatever you're dealing with an uncooperative person who obviously doesn't want to go to jail. Cause obviously nobody does. And then like all of a sudden, like they whip, like they lay on their back right? And they got their legs up and they're in like open guard and you're like, shit, this person knows what's going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, have you ever dealt with that? Yeah. I mean, that's another good point. Like jujitsu has gotten so popular mm-hmm. that criminals know jujitsu too. Mm-hmm. So you need to know jujitsu as well. Otherwise, I mean, it's going to be a tough fight if they know what they're doing and you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, you can't always rely on your taser and your, your OC spray or whatever else, you know, you have. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you got to remember too, Sheepdog Nation, just a reminder, you got to, you've always got to have that mindset that all that shit's going to fail. Everything is going to fail. You need to be prepared that your taser is going to fail. Your mace is going to fail. You know, you've got to be your baton or whatever else you carry for tools. Like you need to be prepared that they are going to fail. So you know, your arms, you know, you really need to have your arms and legs to be, you know, working weapons and, you know, working for you, not against you. So that's, that's really good. Um, really good stuff. Um, Ashley, is there anything else that you'd like to leave us with at all? I mean, I think, you know, like I said, unfortunately, most departments don't, don't train, don't require training. So, you know, you need to, to dig deep within you and, you know, look, look yourself in the mirror and, you know, ask, like, am I doing everything capable to make sure I go home to my family, you know, Mm -hmm. at the end of every shift? And if you can't, you know, be honest with yourself and be like, no, I'm not doing enough, or I need to do more, you know, you need to listen to yourself and, and do what it takes to stay safe. Absolutely. You know, and I, you know, something I just want to say, Sheepdog Nation, and like, I just want to highlight this is like, you know, you know that I'm extremely big about, you know, getting you home and, and you being safe and, and, you know, your mental health. And I'm really big on that. And, you know, um, keeping our thin blue line thick, like I'm really big on that. And I just, you know, I'm not asking you to go home and be a pro fighter. Like actually, like I'm not asking you to do that at all, but you know, I really highly hope that this, you know, this episode is going to motivate you to just go once a week at least, you know, and just, just roll. I mean, it's just, it's literally muscle memory. It's just learning some new stuff. Put your ego in your pocket. Don't even tell anyone you're a cop. Go there and just be a fucking human and, and just, you know, put your ego in your pocket and just go do something. You know what I mean? And, and if you're like autumn, there's no MMA places or whatever, jujitsu places, whatever's around, just go train. It doesn't even matter. Like Ashley talked about like Taekwondo 
in the beginning of her, you know, when she was younger. Well, here's the thing, like, maybe you can agree, Ashley, like, yeah, Taekwondo is definitely not jujitsu, but it's better than nothing. And I'm going to be honest, I've fought some people who trained Taekwondo and, you know, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's hard. It's hard, especially because you just, you know, when you know what you're doing with your body and you understand that your body becomes a weapon, you know, you, it doesn't matter what you train. I mean, obviously we want you to train jujitsu, but I know sometimes it's not feasible, you know, but getting, and, and training in any kind of martial art, it doesn't matter what it is, I, you know, is not only going to be so good for your body, it's not, gonna, it's not only going to be so good, you know, to help you like on the job, but mentally, sheepdog, like it's going to help you. It's going to give you that thing. You know, like Ashley was saying, like that this is her thing. It helps her separate from the job, you know? Yeah. So. I don't know how I'd be mentally, honestly, if I didn't have jujitsu and MMA in my life. So it's it's my stress reliever. I I need like it's my air to breathe. Mm. Yeah, it's powerful. It's powerful because you know at the end of the day, and maybe I don't know if you can relate or not, Ashley, but I know that like you know being a being a cop, like a lot of times that's all we identify as, especially like when you deal with like shit, like example, like what you dealt with in Ferguson and stuff like that, right? Like you can't go home and like it doesn't just shut off. You go yeah. home and like you you think about it and and all these things. But like, if you have this other outlet, you know, you're a lot better off. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm so excited for everybody to, you know, get to know you. Hopefully they'll go follow you. Can you share your Instagram handle one more time, Ashley? Yeah. So I actually got it wrong earlier. It's at Smashly MMA. Okay. At Smashly MMA. It's going to be in the show notes. So you guys can just go click it, but go follow her, go hang out with her. Definitely a cop scop. I highly recommend all new Uh, all women who want to be in law enforcement, um, go and see her. She's definitely somebody who um, I recommend you looking up to because um, she's realistic. It's a realistic picture of what a cop needs to be. So I really appreciate this, Ashley. It's really good to have you. And Sheepdog Nation, I will see you on the next episode. And that was another episode of Sheepdog Nation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and let us know by giving us a rating. If you have questions that you want answered by Autumn in the podcast, submit it by going to the link in the show notes. As always, stay safe and watch your sixth.